You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT. The most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. Right across South Australia, this is the summer edition of Sports Day SA here on Cruise 1323 and on 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every night at 6pm with me, Paul Bonzer, and alongside me tonight, the King of Swing, 321st class wickets, Chad Sayers. Bonz. How are you going? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I know you played cricket all weekend. Cricket both days, Saturday, Sunday, so I'm um, feeling a little bit sore today, Bonds. Got amongst the runs yesterday. I got a few out the middle, mate. Unfortunately, though, we uh, went down to Adelaide University, so disappointing for the Packers. Another 100 nipped in the butt? Yeah, I actually got a decent ball, so um, mm. disappointing, but... Is this uh, disappointing you good one when you're going okay? Uh, we've got a, a massive show again. It's Monday. There's also all, always plenty of sport happening. Australian up, Open update... Big game coming up very, very shortly. The Demon taking on the Joker. Really looking forward to that. He's going to run him around the court, Bonds. Sounds like a movie. The Demon v. The Joker. So that's coming up shortly. Uh, We'll talk about the 36s. They've lost five in a row. They're really struggling. You're not happy, are you? No, I'm not happy at all. Your your bottom lip's dropped. (laughs) I'm sulking a bit. (laughs) The TDU has been run and won, and we'll uh, talk about that as well. The Strikers. They're going about as good as the 36ers. But on the other side of the page, the Scorpions, the South Australian women's team, they're flying. They are. They've had a couple of good wins over the weekend, Bonds, and um, they are showing the South Australian men's side how to go about it at the moment. And young draftee from the Adelaide Crows, Billy Dowling. He's uh, from the North Adelaide Footy Club. He's been drafted by the Crows. We're going to chat to him later in the show as well. Yeah, looking forward to that, Bonds. Seeing he's a massive step up just coming out of under-18s, going straight into senior footy. So we'll talk to him about that. Also, we have the Kia Top 7, which is your best cricket grounds in the world. So don't give anything away just yet. But maybe you could text in. You could you could give some – Chad some advice as I to – I think everyone would know my favourite. Well, Adelaide Oval is going to be your favourite. It's – Everyone's favourite in Adelaide, isn't it? Uh, You can be part of it, 0427 154 166. You can text in or give us a call, 1300 736 736. Maybe give Chad some advice on what's the best cricket ground in the world before we do the uh, Kia Top 7 a bit later in the show. Time for our Australian Open update. Thanks to Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. The Australian Open is coming to a climax. Second week, uh, Sitsipas had a five-set win over Yannick Sinner. Did you see any of that? It was a classic. I, I saw glimpses of it in the background, um, Bonds, but there's been some classic games over the first week of the Aussie Open. I haven't seen as many five-setters um, in any other Open to date, so uh, and, it's definitely yeah. on fire, the Australian Open. Another five-setter yesterday were, uh, that I watched a bit of this, uh, Seb Corder. 
had a five-set win over Herbert Hercak or Hercaz. Sorry. Sorry, Herbert. Um, he is the son of – I didn't realise this until uh, yesterday. He's the son of Peter Corder, yeah. who actually uh, – Former winner. Was a decent yeah. – yeah, former winner and, and very good tennis player, Peter Corder. Yeah, I think um, one of our own strikers, Harry Nilsson, um, actually – I'm not sure what he did with him, but he, he went and watched him and got to know him a little bit. So, okay. um, and he caught up, actually went and watched the strikers as well at Adelaide Oval. So, um, I saw a little Instagram, um, when he got up yesterday from Harry. So good right. to see. And in the women's draw, um, Iga Swantek, the number one seed got knocked out, um, by Elena Rubikina or Rubik Rubikina. I hope that's right. Yep, uh, six, four, on. six, four. Um, yep. So she's knocked out. The number one seed's gone. Our girl. Victoria. She's having a great tournament, isn't she? Yeah, Victoria Azarenko. Alan Ob's get, getting his money worth over there. His, yeah. Her physio, sorry. If you missed that, we spoke to uh, Alan Ob's, who used to be the physio at the Redbacks, and now he's Victoria's uh, physio and travels the world with her. So she's now become our Victoria Azarenka. She's our number one girl now, isn't she, yeah, in the Aussie she, Open? She had a three-set win that went a bit late again last Another night. She one, finished Bond. about 2 a.m. I wonder if, they, if the women are allowed to go to the toilet. We saw the men weren't when they played till 4 a.m. I think the rules are the same, but it's ridiculous. that They've got to do something about the schedule and these games going so late. Is there any reason you can't start them earlier? Well, like start the day earlier? Yeah, the programming has to have a look at. I know... Certain men's games can go to four, five, six hours long, and you can't predict that, can you? So um, there has to be a bit of room to move. Um, but at this stage, yeah, there's games going 4 a.m., 2 a.m. last night. So um, as we said, who's watching? <laughs> I'm not watching. I'm no, asleep. No. But... Um, Craig Tiley had a bit to say about the schedule. Let's have a listen. Yeah, well, it's not ideal having a very early finish like the four AM when uh, when a Andy Murray finished this year, and uh, and then and we've had many finishes that have gone early. There's mm. there's so many variables that go into scheduling, and to fit the matches in in the time that is required, uh, because we have mixed doubles, doubles, of course, the juniors, and then the, the qualifying in the main draw. There are a lot of players, and there's a lot of tennis to be played, and if you have a little bit of a disruption, like we did this uh, this year on Tuesday with extreme heat, and then four stoppages of rain, and a full day of rain. It puts you behind. And interestingly, we still have not caught up from those interruptions. We always look at it, though. We always take the feedback of the players and we'll go and debrief when we do after the event. But it doesn't necessarily always mean that we can change. And, and in, in many ways, we've, we've got a system that works, but we'll again, we'll always look at it. Got a system that works. I don't think they've got a system that works. I can understand the rain have, like, being an issue. And they did have a bit of heat as well, which they stopped play for. So I understand that. But, yeah, I don't think they have a system at the moment and they're probably not used to the, those games going that long, Bond. So um, I'm sure they'll look into it after the tournament's finished. But do they have to play the juniors at the same time as the seniors? Probably not. Yeah, with the week before maybe, uh, you know, still present the trophies. If that's what the, the pressure is on them to get yeah. the tournament done, then it probably doesn't. Seem right. Do you me. move the doubles forward a week? I don't. I'm not sure how what they can do. Um, Novak uh, Djokovic had his say as well. I know it's for the crowd. is entertaining. is exciting. Have matches midnight, one, two, three a.m. But you know, uh, for us, it's 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 really grueling. And um, even if you go through and win, prevail in these kind of matches, you still have to come back. Uh, you have your sleeping cycle rhythm disrupted completely not not enough time really to recover for another five setter and so yeah so some, something 
needs to be addressed, I guess, in terms of schedule after what we're seeing this year. The Joker having his say. They've got to do something, don't they, Chad? And he makes a good point there. If, if you're having a game finish at 4 a.m. and your opponent for the next round's playing a day game and finishes in three sets, he, his recovery is a lot longer than Djokovic's is. And yes. That's a disadvantage for him. So they definitely have to have a look at that, Bonds. Absolutely do. We've got a text in, Chad. Uh, best cricket ground in the world is Maslin's Beach. Mario. He's not bad on the text, Mario. 0427154166. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer, Chad Sayers with you. Uh, we're going to talk some other sport now. TDU. Um, was won by an Australian. How good, Bonds. Jay Vine has, uh, in his debut tour down under, has won. Won the last stage. He staged off uh, a bit of a run from Brit Simon Yates, who tried to attack late, and but he stayed with him, finished second, and that was enough to get him the ochre jersey and the win in the TDU. Yeah, and it looked like he was uh, the one to catch for most of the race as well, Bonds. So for him to hang on is, is a great achievement, and... Um, yeah, Simon Yates, he, he just, he did well, but not well enough just to get him back. And uh, what a great event it has been for SA. It always is. The crowds turn out. I saw a lot of uh, social media of people being at the finish lines of, um, in the Barossa and, and those types, types of regions. So it's just great for our tourism and um, yeah. Changing, changing it up as well. Normally they finish on Wollonga Hill. Yep. They changed that up this year. It finished at Mount Lofty. Look, I, I think it's a great event for South Australia and uh, should stay here for a long, long time. The only thing I don't like about the event, Bonds, is What's that? everyone on the road riding bikes at the same time. There is a fair bit of Lycra yeah. going around. Um, I just don't know the road rules either, do there's, they? There's probably some people wearing Lycra that shouldn't be wearing <laughs> Lycra as well. If I could say that in the nicest way possible. Uh, the Adelaide 36ers lost their fifth game in a row going down to Melbourne United. 87-94 on Saturday night. Robert Franks was excellent again. T- almost had a triple-double. 25 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. 36ers are now 11-14 and 14 with games against the Taipans, the Kings, and they've got to play United again in Melbourne. Uh, their season's done for mine. Yeah, they gave Melbourne United a fair run for their money uh, for most of the game, didn't they, Bonds? Yeah. But the class of Melbourne just prevailed in the end and – we saw a few moves throughout the game with Marshall and Soto being benched when they were probably having their best games for the year. Yeah, they're going okay. And, uh, yeah, I got a couple of texts from, from mates that sort of heard what's going on, why are they sitting down. And, I, and th- that's just a frustration of the fans. So much expectation. This could be the most disappointing season if you're a 36ers fan. Well, I know, so many expectations. I know how close you watch them and how close yep. to the heart the 36ers are, Bonds, and you're disappointed. And you were talking about the expectation of them probably only losing a handful of games for the year. It, and it wasn't just me. The players were saying it. Uh, all the supporters were excited. They went to the US. They beat the Phoenix. We all know that. We all know this. Um, and they come back and there was a bit of disruption with Craig Randall II. Has that got anything to do with it, you think? Well, it's a bit of a bit to do with it because they, they weren't happy early. Uh, he caused, obviously caused some disruptions there and the coach had issues controlling him, which 
caused issues elsewhere. So they got rid of him, brought Ian Clark in, who seems to be a really nice fit. Um, but it's it's just astounding some of the way they've played this year. It hasn't been impressive at all. Now, your doomsday prediction on Friday was the coach getting sacked. Is there any more rumors? Well, or well rumors I said I said this? he had to finish the season well or his job might be on the line. I think his job is on the line, if I'm being totally honest. And he probably, he probably knows that I still feel like well. you know something I don't. I don't know something you don't. Um, all I know is that I reckon he knows. And his face at the end of that Melbourne game, they showed a couple of close-ups of him at the end of the game. He looks... He looks done. Yeah, he, he looks so disappointed, and all that look of "what else can I do?" type on you know on his face, and it it's disappointing for all Sixers fans. I mean, sometimes you can play some good basketball and still lose, can't you? But it seems you to can. me like the Thirty Sixers aren't playing their best at the moment. Yeah, and um, yeah, they got one more game left. Game coming up against the Sydney Kings, which will probably be another sellout. Crowds have been fantastic, and and everyone at the club. Is doing a great job. It's just the team's been a bit wobbly this year. But uh, the hot topic was brought to us by Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. You can book online at repcoservice.com. Don't forget to text in your favourite cricket grand in the world, 0427154166. Coming up, Chad will give us his Kia Top 7. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza and Chad Sayers with you, the king of swing. And we are just uh, keeping the chairs warm for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be back for the winter just before the start of footy season, Wilds and Blighty will be back in the chairs. Chad, I gave you a task today. It's the Kia Top 7. And all thanks to our good friends at Kia, EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Beautiful vehicle. Best cricket grounds in the world, Top 7. Now, we did have a text in before. 0427-154-166. What is the best cricket ground in the world, in your humble opinion? Maslin's Beach came back from Mario from Maslin's Beach. I don't think that's getting in the, your top seven. The only cricket ground I know near Maslin's Beach is Bryce Oval Bonds. And that's that's not, not even one of my favourites. Close. So. We'll not make this top 700. No. Anyway, <laughs> in we go. Number seven. Well, we'll go number eight first. Cause number eight. I just – a notable mention to – the Pecker Park, Woodhill oh, District Cricket Club. Close to our hearts. Love playing there, Bonds, didn't we? Great, great ground. 80-odd yesterday. Just, uh, just soaked it in, mate, you know. Beautiful work. <laughs> love it. No, number seven, the Wanderers, Johannesburg. Beautiful ground. It's where I made my test debut. That's why it's so close to my heart, Bonds. What, what was the feeling like walking out for your first test at Wanderers? Well, it was just after the sandpaper. Yeah, Scandal, so obviously so, some tension um, around, but the actual atmosphere, oh, look around yeah, the ground. It was, great. It was a it packed, it was a packed house on yep. on day one. Um, I was on the outer side at finally. We bowled first outer side. A lot of drunk people bonds <laughs> and a lot of abuse came my way. So <laughs> Took it on the chin like a champion. Signed a few autographs, but nope. 
Number six. Topped a lot of abuse that day, that's for sure. Ghoul in Sri Lanka. Just love the surroundings um, near a beach. Just love where the crowd watch on the hill and on top of the buildings. It's that little castle yep. up there. People would know it by the little castle and people sit up there and wave their flags. And, watch yeah. that on TV is, yep. is awesome. So that's number six. Number five, Eden Gardens in India. It's one, I think it's the biggest uh, crowd in international cricket. They're over 100,000. And when that stadium, when India play there, is packed, it's amazing atmosphere. You'll see nothing like it. I've actually been there. Um, haven't played there. We got washed out that game. Oh. But um, Ama- amazing, man. unbelievable, Agreed. unbelievable. Number four, uh, you can't go past the top seven without having lords in your top. Number four, grounds. I thought it might have been a bit higher, lords, but no, uh, you'll hear my top three. In a now you've play, you've played you've played at lords, haven't you? I actually haven't. Oh, you haven't. Um, you've been to lords, though. Been there a few times. Um, it's a traditionalist ground, isn't it? If yeah. anyone's a traditional cricketer um, or a fan, you you know why. Has its um, characteristics with the slope. Yeah, how steep is that slope? Yeah, it's, it's a big slope. So, um, yeah, I would have loved to have bowled there with the Duke ball over yeah. in England. So, um, number four, Lords. Number three, Bonds, Melbourne Cricket Ground, the MCG. Um, iconic Australian ground, isn't it? Again, can hold 100,000 people. Um, we saw that in the World Cup when Pakistan played India. Yes, that was an amazing Brilliant. atmosphere as well. You never hear anything like in Australian sports. So. The Women's World Cup final. Yeah, unbelievable. 12 months Boxing earlier, 8 test. months earlier. Yep. Just can't get any better than the MCG. Love it. Two to go. Second is Newlands in Cape Town. Bonds. Probably not the most beautiful cricket ground, but for anyone who knows it, when you're looking from east to west, I think it is, you just see this beautiful mountain in the background. Yep. and. I was lucky enough to be on that South African tour. I didn't play at that ground, but we trained in the center wicket one day and I've got a few photographs of bowling in front of that mountain. It's just spectacular. So that's it, number it, two it is, it is extremely picturesque. And as soon as you see it, you know exactly, yeah, exactly where it is. Um, and number one. We can't go past the Adelaide Oval, but... No, we cannot, Chad. Always number one in my eyes. Beautiful surroundings, the church, the crowds are always the best. The best test match of the summer is always at Adelaide Oval. And half my wickets were at Adelaide Oval as well, Bond. So number one for me is my beloved Adelaide Oval. I might have kicked you out of the studio if you didn't say Adelaide Oval number one. <laughs> it is, it is. Like, we're, I guess we're biased. We are biased. But it is such a good ground with the new stands now, the... Um, just, just a bit the of heritage yeah. as well. Bond the, the, the hill. scoreboard, fig trees. Yeah, and the scoreboard and the fig trees will be there forever. There's no way they're going. No. The heritage listed, they're not moving. Correct. So they've got the modern day electronic scoreboards. Three of them now. It's great for footy. It's great for cricket. It is the best ground in the world. Well played, Chad. That was good. You can stream every NFL game live this season on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And tomorrow night, uh, Dan Menzel's on the show, and he'll go through all the NFL results for us tomorrow night. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat to a young bloke from the Adelaide Footy Club. He was at the North Adelaide Footy Club. He got drafted by the Crows at number 43. His name is Billy Dowling. We'll chat to him next. 
a pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323. Paul Bonzer, Chad Sayers with you. Just keeping the seats warm for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight. We'll be back just before the start of footy season. And we're here thanks to Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. New year means new year at Toolkit Depot. Coming up soon, we're going to speak to young draftee from the Adelaide Crows, Billy Dowling. Looking forward to having a chat to him, Chad. Uh, nice young lad. I've uh, heard him speak before and gone from North Adelaide and now he's in the big time. Yeah, you also mentioned you saw a little bit of him play, Bonds, and he yeah. was very impressive. Yeah, he won the under-18s medal in the sample and he can play, this kid. So he's got to stay on the right, yeah, stay on the right I guess, uh, trajectory, and he'll play a lot of AFL footy. Uh, let's talk some cricket, my friend, because we know a bit about the game. Little you know bit. probably more than I do. <laughs> uh, the Adelaide Strikers play the Renegades tomorrow night in the BBL. There's still a slim chance of making the finals, believe it or not. Yeah, not the way they've been playing, though, Bonds. It's going to be a huge task for them. Um, the Renegades also need a win, so it's going to be a great game of cricket. Um, unfortunately for the Strikers, they've only won one of their away games this season. So yeah. uh, they're playing the Renegades away at Marvel Stadium. So they play pretty well there, the Renegades. So, But you're right, if they do win, then they, they do go into the top five, um, pending on a few other games. But you yes. never know. So the Renegades, well, they can jump the Renegades. The Renegades are currently fourth on 12 points. Strikers are on 10 points. If they beat the Renegades by a reasonable margin, let's say 25 runs, something like that, um, or get the runs within, you know, 17 or 18 overs, they'll probably jump the Renegades. And then there's the Sydney Thunder who are also on 12 points. And then the Hobart Hurricanes are on 10, equal with the Strikers, but they got a couple of games to go. That's right. The top three are done and dusted. They're, yep. they're, in, they're in the finals, the Scorchers, Sixers and the Heat. So... Nothing to worry about there, but it's been a good competition, hasn't it? It's, I guess that apart from the top two, it has been tight. Um, there's no real confidence going in for any side, really. So um, if the strikers do sneak in, then I think they can mix it up with the best, but you never know, Bonds. And news just in from Sammy. Uh, Kane Richardson has been added to the Melbourne Renegades 16-player squad to face Adelaide. Uh, Richo missed the game in Perth with some soreness. So he's um, will be playing, it's you would good, think. Not good signs for the strikers. He always gets up for the Adelaide game and although, generally does pretty good. Although when we saw him here against the strikers, he went for about 60 off his four. He did go the journey in that game, Bonds. But like everyone, you're allowed to have a day off. And generally he's pretty good, isn't he? So, um, yeah, they'll be loving that. The Renegades getting him back. So Scorchers, Sixers, Heat, Renegades, Thunder, that's it at the moment. I think that'll change. Well, Hurricanes have two games, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So if they win one of those, they'll chance, but they're probably, they're likely to win. Well, they might not beat the Sixers, but they'll definitely, I think, beat the Heat at home. Well, that's starting very soon in Hobart. So, uh, yeah. Can Steve Smith get three hundreds in a row, Bonds? That would be. He's unbelievable, that bloke. He is unbelievable, isn't he? Just reminding the selectors that he can play all three formats. He, it's, it is amazing. On a wicket that a lot of batsmen could not hit it off the square, he went out and made 125 off 60 prunes. 
This this is how good it is. Smith goes for a six, hits another six. He's eight. Two hundreds in a row for Steve Smith. The man is an absolute superstar in front of an adoring SCG audience. What a knock, what a player. What a knock, what a player. Well said, Howie. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's great. And the crowds are coming to watch him. That's that's the big plus about having the Aussie players play in the Big Bash. Well, to think the Big Bash competition didn't let him play last year because of yep. the dumb, whatever it was. Dumb. But he comes out this year. It's, he would have made 150 against the Strikers if he didn't slip over. Yep. And he's got 125 not out. He's just showing his class. He's got a power game. It's so good to watch, Bonds. It is. Uh, we'll continue on the uh, cricket here, and we want to talk about the Scorpions, the South Australian Scorpions, the women's team. Uh, they are flying. They have not lost a game. They've had seven wins and a tie. Uh, they currently sit in second spot because Queensland have played a few more games. They had back-to-back wins against New South Wales. I'm not sure if they've ever done that before. They're always strong, New South. Yeah. So they chased down 280 on Thursday, and... New South Wales were 271, and they got on four wickets down. Courtney Webb made 101 not. Gee, she's an outstanding player. She is very good. She, she is. neatly rolls her sleeves up too. She just and irons them, I think. So no. She's perform- <laughs> she performs week in and week out for the Scorpions. She even goes back to club cricket at Glenelg and scores 150 every week. So yeah. it's great to see. Yeah, she's a she's a superstar. Emma DeBro at the top of the order. Had a good year too. Yeah, bro. she has. Uh, 54. Maddie Penner, 48, coming off 100, uh, did a hammy. No. So she only – she she was a bit sore, apparently, from Thursday after making 130 or whatever she made. Um, was a little bit sore, limped around the field a little bit, went off for a little bit, come back on and fielded so she could bat. And she just shuffled up and down the wicket and hit boundaries. She made 48. She was excellent. And then, and then our girl uh, – how good Gemma Barsby, the skipper, 28 off 19 balls, just coming at the end just to make, get them across the line. She just gets it done. Our girl Gemma doesn't. She she does it with the ball, with the bat. She's captain now. Great leadership there. Bowls right arm, bowls left arm. Uh, but it's great to see that they've been pretty good for the last few years, the Scorpions. And Luke Williams runs a great tight ship down there. Yeah, the good on Luke. He, right he doesn't direction. get much praise very often. So uh, congratulations to Luke who t- took home the uh, Big Bash title. Well, a lot of the them strikers play, and, play for yeah. the Scorpions, so they've just taken their form into the yep. WNCL, and it's great to see for South Australia. And, you know, they're missing Megan Chute, Talia McGrath, yeah, Darcy no, Brown. It's great to see them playing higher honours, isn't it? And they're always dominating up at the next level, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, all sides have Australian players, Bonzi. So, um, but South Australian cricket. Women's cricket is in a very strong position at the moment. Oh, 100%. Probably as strong as it's ever been. I think, as you said, Luke Williams is running a great yes. um, program down there. Good he, on you, Luke. He works really hard. So um, it's great to see the performances coming out now. Other good friends of the show, the Adelaide Giants have clinched top spot of their division on the weekend. Uh, they swept Geelong Korea on the weekend, four zip. Excellent. They finished 25 and 15 win loss record to finish top of their division. They play the uh, Auckland Tatatara, Tuatara, Tuatara, is that right? Auckland Tuatara. Yeah, we'll go with that. At West Beach this weekend. So, people, if you have not been to the baseball to watch the Giants 
at West Beach. It's going to be perfect weather all weekend. So get down and watch the Giants in their prelim final. The winner, if they win, if they beat Auckland, they go into the grand final. Uh, good for South Australian sport, as we were just saying. Bonds is a little bit disappointed with the 36ers and the strikers at the moment, but the Adelaide Giants are holding their heads high and performing week in and week out. And for those who haven't seen the baseball down there, it is an amazing spectacle. It's great um, fun. You don't need to know what's going on, really. For, no. for, to have a good night, as just, you said. Just so. go and enjoy it. There's a, a couple the of great uh, viewing areas. They've got uh, the banter bar, which sits above third base and the opposition they dugout. They still do um, the, the baseball helmet ice creams, Bonds. Yes, they do them. Um, <laughs> yeah, And they still have the uh, innings break where the kids get to sprint from one side of the <laughs> diamond to the other. And uh, look, it's a, it is a really good night. Um, it's uh, pretty inexpensive as well. Yeah, so get Great along. Family not. We'll try and get one of the Adelaide Giants on before the end of the week as well to have a chat to them about uh, their prelim final. In the other final, the Brisbane Bandits, who have been top of their divisional year, they play the Perth Heat up in Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane have the best record in the whole ABL, so they will host the grand final if they can beat Perth. That's fair enough, isn't it? There, as you said, they've they've looked the goods all year, and um, I would say they beat Perth uh, at home. And however, if Perth beat them. And Adelaide beat Auckland. Uh, we'll host the grand final. That's going to be because we have a better record than Perth. That will be great. I'm sure it's all falling get, into place, Chad. We'll get a packed out crowd if if that's the case. Bonds, man, you'll be down there with our Giants hats on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be down there Eating supporting our, uh, helmet, I'm, helmet I'm, ice creams. All right, so your shout. Always. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Billy Dowling from the Adelaide Crows is uh, coming up very shortly. A youngster from North Adelaide Footy Club. Um, he's, uh, it must be such a whirlwind for these kids just to come in to an AFL club. You've been playing under 18 footy at North Adelaide and then all of a sudden you are a professional AFL footballer. Yeah, it'd be nerve wracking, wouldn't it? Uh, coming out of, I guess, kids football to be playing or training with some of the greats like Sloan and Walker, Crouch. So, um, I've been hearing good things about this kid Bond, so... Um, hopefully he can make his mark this year for the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of him, and uh, Sample's not that far away either. There was uh, they announced trial games uh, today on the Sample website, so they start the first week of March. So it's only always creeps up on your four or five weeks away, especially when you're a cricketer. Yeah, it just it, it'll be here any tick of the clock, and you know, I think we both love our footy, and you had a. a Bit of a fun time talking to Dan Houston on Friday on the show. If you missed that, you can catch it on the podcast. Just search Sports Day SA and you can listen to our chat with Dan Houston. He was good. That was a great interview. Loved it. Um, He's going to be a star. It was interesting. Out of that interview, it was interesting that Travis Boak is the first one to get his shirt off in the summer. I thought it might have been been one of the younger blokes or Trav just. Leading the way, mate. Showing him how to to do it. So why not? It's the rig out. Do you, you get the rig out very often? Not anymore. <laughs> Might have put on a couple since I stopped playing Bonds and had kids. We can tell you that the Hurricanes have won the bat flip and they have chose to bowl. So they will chase down whatever they get set oh. by the sixes. Sell in and watch Steve Smith get another 100 Bonds. Or stick around and listen to us chat to, uh, to Billy. We're just waiting to get him on the phone. Won't be too long. And uh, once again, if you want to listen, if you missed any of the show, you can 
catch the podcast on uh, the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Just, just search for Sports Day SA and it will be right there. Uh, the Adelaide Crows have brought in some new players this year and one of them is a new recruit drafted at number 43. His name is Billy Dowling. Our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. Think safety this January. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Well, that's the thing about, that's what I like about. Yeah, that's the thing about, the thing about football. And joining us on the summer edition of Sports Day SA is a young draftee from the Adelaide Footy Club. It's Billy Dowling. Welcome to the show, Billy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, boys. Now, uh, how have you found the step up in pre-season training from North Adelaide under-18s to uh, the big time? Yeah, it's obviously been um, pretty immense. You know, you're going from, you know, playing with your peers and stuff like that to playing with AFL players and really established players at that. Um, but, yeah, absolutely loving it. I mean, the group's been so good in terms of, you know, getting you exposed to the club and sort of embracing you and getting you amongst it. So, um, yeah, it's been a massive step up, but, you know, all the support and stuff, they generally make it pretty smooth. Now, Billy, you were the under-18 medalist last season. Um, were you expecting to get drafted? Um, oh, you obviously probably know, you know, throughout the season, that's, you know, a pretty competitive system. So you don't want to hold yourself to, you know, any guarantees because, it, you know, on the night I could plan out anyway. So I think, um, oh, yeah, I just sort of had the hope that it could potentially happen at the same time. I was prepared for it to not happen because there's been plenty of people in the past that probably have been confident. So... Um, yeah, it's obviously a massive shock on the day because, you know, you sort of set yourself up for failure in a way you get told just so you don't get too ahead of yourself. But, um, yeah, I was absolutely stoked in the end, which was, yeah, amazing. And uh, I know a lot of draftees get messages from um, fellow players um, during draft night or after. Who was the first player to message you, mate? Uh, the first one was actually Sloan. He sent me a call and, yeah, the phone was going pretty crazy at the time. And I had a few mates who'd run over to our house, so... Yeah, it was sort of all going on. I couldn't, you know, I, I could be more grateful because, you know, everyone was sort of sending messages from the club. So, yeah, I think Sloane was on at first, which caught me by surprise, but it was awesome. You an Adelaide supporter before the draft? I was actually calling with supporters, so it wasn't either. <laughs> That's okay. You're allowed to barrack for other teams. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously now an Adelaide supporter, and, and hopefully you're an Adelaide supporter for a long, long time. Well, on... 100%. On draft night, were there other clubs that had spoken to you pre-draft? Yeah, there definitely was. Like, leading up to it, you sort of get a few interviews with clubs and you don't really know where you sit in terms of what club, which probably makes it the most confusing on the night because, you know, there's not really clubs that say we're going to pick you up at this particular pick because with the live trading and stuff, who knows where their picks could land. At. So, yeah, you sort of speak to a few throughout the year and, you just hope one of them grab you, and that's why on the night a lot of people are confused and so surprised because you really don't have much of an idea until they actually read your name out, which is, yeah, pretty crazy. And, Billy, which players at the Crows were you starstruck by when you walked in and um, have you take have they taken you under their wings? Yeah, so I obviously think growing up in Adelaide, you hear a lot about, you know, Tex Walker and Rory Sloan and people like that. So obviously walking in and, you know, seeing them for the first time and training with them is pretty pretty awesome but you know that sort of like you said they take you under your wing and they've got so much experience with how many seasons they've had so they just sort of try to share their knowledge as much as they can and to be honest they've been really good in terms of their feedback and you know actually wanting to see you improve which is awesome couldn't be you know happy with that oh that's good to hear uh, billy your game a lot of people don't haven't seen you play footy unless they've seen watched a bit of north adelaide under 18s uh, i've seen you play a little bit 
But how would you, I guess, how would you compare your style of game to another player in the AFL? If you're going to match up against someone, oh, I play a bit like this guy, who do you think that is? Oh, it's pretty tough to sort of pick. You know, I think there's a lot of players that you try to take bits and bobs from. You know, I think, um, you know, great players like Dunkley and uh, Taranto and players like that, you sort of take bits and bobs from. But you don't really try to compare yourself to them. They're obviously, you know, quite elite. So I think... um, just as a player, I like to go forward, kick goals, and predominantly play sort of that inside role, um, inside mid, and then, you know, where I can go go down forward. And I think, you know, probably the main thing is just work right, um, being a midfielder and just trying to get yourself as much con- contest as you can and just, yeah, do whatever you can to, you know, get a win at the end of the day. So one of the first things you said there was kicking goals. Uh, how's the celebrations for a goal kick? Have you got, in your first AFL game, have you got one sort of lined up? Are you going to practice a few before you get there? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I will. I think it's just sort of about finding one first. Um, you know, getting onto the stage of the first and foremost, and then hopefully, if it happens, I think the emotions will just take over and just sort of, you know, just sort of happen and blur, which would be pretty awesome. Hopefully. Now, following Bonds's question, mate, what parts of your game do you think need sharpening up to play at that top level, and what are your strengths? Oh, you just mentioned goal kicking. Yeah, I think um, obviously being at the elite level, it's probably crazy how. You know, the jump in terms of speed and your skills, how quick they need to be. So I think just making sure that, you know, you can deliver a footy off one step and sort of just being able to tidy up your skills, especially by a foot, and just make sure they're really sharp. So um, obviously foot skills are probably the main thing for me at the moment. And then, you know, I think at the same time with that, there's plenty to learn AFL-wise sort of, you know, about that defensive side of things. And, you know, each team's got their different ways of playing, so it's about how you can adapt to their game style, and I think that's you know will take time, but yeah, it's also very exciting at the same time. So you're going from North Adelaide Under-18s to playing sample footy. You're playing the Crow sample side. Um, are you excited by all of a sudden playing league footy? Uh, yeah, definitely, 100. percent Like it's it's pretty crazy in a way because so many of these boys that you know you play with at North are out there training with the league sides and stuff, and you know as you could end up playing them throughout the year. So it's obviously very exciting. I think. You know, it shouldn't be underestimated the honour to actually play for the Crow Sample side. It's obviously a very highly talented league at Sample. So I think, you know, that, that'd just be an awesome experience. And, you know, hopefully I can, you know, play a few Sample games, which would be awesome. Oh, I think you'll definitely do that, mate. But do you have any expectations going into this season? Is it just to play a whole season of SANFL? Or do you really want to play well there and then push up into the AFL side? Yeah, I think, you know, it's pretty important that you sort of want to push to um, be as good as you can in a way and sort of wherever that takes you it'll sort of be um, you know up to you in a way so I think for me it's just trying to focus on you know those things I mentioned earlier about how I can get better and then hopefully you know you just sort of find yourself progressing up through the ranks but yeah it's obviously very uh, competitive obviously and got plenty of work still to do before I can you know pitch myself on the big stage so um, yeah just trying to give it a crack each day and see what happens from there. Michael Godden is coach of the Sample side at the Crows. Has he had a chat with you as yet or sat down with you and had a long discussion about what the year might look like for you? Yep. So, um, yeah, he's obviously one of the coaches as well for the AFL side. So done a fair bit with him already and he's been great. You know, obviously he's someone that works with a lot of the younger boys who have just come through, you know, the under-18 systems and stuff like that. So he's been awesome just in terms of, you know, where your mindset is and what you want your goals to be for the year because, you know, I think it's very important that you have goals set for you and you try to work towards them. You really get set to your benchmark. So, yeah, he's been awesome for me so far with my development. And a big uh, recruiter for the Crows this year, Isaac Rankin. How's he settled in and how's he going? Yeah, oh, Ranks is an absolute talent. He's 
probably one of the craziest talents I've seen. He's an absolute star. So, you know, I cannot wait to see him out there on the big stage. He's, um, yeah, definitely one to watch this season. Absolutely dominating at the moment, which is awesome. All right, you hit the big time. You're drafted. You're tra- training with the Crows. Everything's good. You get your first paycheck. What did you spend your first paycheck on, my friend? Um, oh, ooh, I'm still living at home, actually, because, you know, obviously being an yeah. Adelaide boy. So didn't end up actually using any of it at the moment. Just sort of just... In the bank. For now, and hopefully. Yeah, just sort of holding it. Because I don't really know what to do with it in a way. So just sort of, yeah, not really doing anything with it at the moment, which is pretty crazy because I know... Sure, the boys like to go out and buy things, but um, yeah, oh, <laughs> I've right. just been pretty deal with it, I guess. Smart Billy stays home as long as you can, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mum, mum's cooking and do all the washing. That's it's it's good life. Don't move out too early. Yeah, can't complain. <laughs> Nothing better. Yeah. But in saying that, what what do you get up to away from the club, mate? Are you studying or uh, any other interests? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, heading to study as well. Just obviously finished year twelve um, last year, so. Going to uni this year um, and studying part-time, obviously bouncing out with footy and then away from footy, just like, you know, hang out with mates and getting away when I can um, down to the coast, um, you know, go fishing and, you know, on the boat and stuff. So, yeah, just sort of like getting away and, you know, camping, all that sort of stuff, which is great, being outdoors. What are you studying, Bill? Uh, studying law commerce at Adelaide. Got a smart one here, Bonds. We do. He's not spending his money <laughs> and he's studying law and commerce. Uh, yes, uh, he's uh, well and truly on his way. Um, are you, you got number 31 given to you by the club or did you get to choose that? Um, oh, I think sort of just worked out. They had 16, 31 and 40. I sort of think it just went from draft order basically. Like you sort of walk up and take it. But um, yeah, end up with 31. Happy with 31? What number were you at North Adelaide? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was 14 at North Adelaide, so I didn't really have any you know, prerequisites for what number I sort of wanted. It would have taken anything, but you know, happy to land with 31, which is awesome. Speaking of away, do you get out with uh, Tex or any boys that playing golf, mate? I know he'd be an easy target for a bit of easy cash. <laughs> yeah, actually, I played a bit of golf at the moment. Gee, my swing needs some work, but <laughs> the boys absolutely love it. Like They've all got memberships and stuff and love it, so I'm just trying to you know, improve my game as much as I can just so I can be good at golf and sort of go out and play with them and not get embarrassed. So, yeah, <laughs> still working on it. Uh, Billy, fantastic. Uh, mate, we uh, thank you for your time. I hope you had uh, a, a really fan, a really good season um, and sample level and, and hopefully by the end of the year your form's that good. They have to pick you in the ones. Awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Very well, mate. Billy Dowling from the Adelaide Footy Club drafted at number 43 in the national draft. Chad, he's, he's, geez, he speaks well. And has he got his head screwed on or what, this kid? Sounds like he does, Bonds. And you see a lot of talent, at, I guess, in the later picks that, that do make good careers at AFL level. So hopefully Billy does that as well. Well, not even a PlayStation or a new pair of Jordans or just not nah, all in the bank. Save up while you can, Bonds. We all learned that at Early age. Might have uh, some very good parents there, I think, too, <laughs> Billy. Um, that, that was just – I really enjoyed that chat with him. Uh, mid, yeah, midfielder. He's got some size about him, too. Really well-skilled. I saw a couple of under-18s games this year that he played and a bit of a standout. You can normally tell. You know the guy, the kids that you just look and go, wow, this kid yep. looks okay. And that's the next step, isn't it, yep. being able to play against the men and the bigger bodies. So he's ticked that under-18s off and now he's he'll learn a lot. Just training with the Crows, being around the likes of Sloney, uh, Matt Crouch, 
Isaac Rankin, Tex. So uh, he's in for a ripper of a year. And Mickey Godden. We love Mickey. He's a, he's a great coach and he will point him in the right direction for sure. A, a great coach for of young kids. And uh, no, it's a good one there. I think the Crows have got a good one. I think down the track we might see a lot more of Billy Dowling. Um, he was our guest from the Adelaide Footy Club. Chad, we're uh, just about out of time. But if you missed any of the show or you missed a show last week, you can get the podcast. All you have to do is search Sports Day SA wherever you get your podcasts and they will be there and sort of just little bits and snippets here and there of interviews and things like that. But it's been another good day. You can go home into the uh, ice bath or maybe have a swim and yeah. bit sorted, eh, aren't you? Not moving as well as I used to after a Saturday-Sunday <laughs> bond. So, um, yeah, a bit more recovery for me to get up for next weekend. But, yeah, a fun-filled show it was tonight, wasn't it? It was. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the summer edition of Sports ASA. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day.